Welcome to the Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. All right, everyone. So today we are going to talk all about how to systemize Slack. So Slack's a communication tool that allows your team to communicate, right? So store files, track activity all in one spot. Um, It's our personal communication tool of choice because it streamlines communication and prevents messages from getting lost in a messy inbox. So if you aren't currently using Slack, but want to learn more about it in detail in terms of the features and capabilities, we do have a platform review podcast episode already recorded and I'll make sure to link that in the show notes before diving into this episode because today we're specifically talking about how to systemize it. So what is the importance of streamlined communication? As we've talked about before on the podcast, streamlined communication is really important because it helps prevent mistakes and it encourages accountability. So having a streamlined communication system for your team and your clients is gonna help to allow you to enhance team and client experience. It also allows you to prevent things getting lost. It allows your team to have reduced questions because they're more able to easily access previous conversations to help them when they have questions that pop up. So there is a lot of obviously different ways to communicate in this day and age. And so consolidating communication is really, really important from an efficiency perspective and making sure things don't get missed, um, which is why we really do recommend Slack because it really is set up to give you a more robust space and features to systemize and organize that communication. So I'm going to go ahead and first talk about the initial steps for setting up Slack, because there are some things upon setup that I do recommend that helps to maximize the efficiency of your setup. So number one is you want to decide whether or not you will use Slack for team or clients or both. So if you're working one-on-one with clients or even in a group program, you can have them in Slack to streamline communication. So it's completely up to you what's best for your business. But if you aren't going to use Slack for clients, make sure you have some other platform or method for streamlined and consolidated communication just so they have one point of contact and one spot to go to get a hold of you. And again, that also helps with the back and forth and communication getting missed, potentially tasks getting missed, and really helps to have a good client experience, so to speak. So number two is setting up your Slack preferences. So there's a couple of key settings we'd recommend to get set up. The very first thing is your notifications. So you have the option inside of Slack to be notified for all new messages, um, just direct messages, mentions and keywords, or nothing at all. So we typically recommend selecting the direct messages, mentions and keywords section because choosing all new messages will create a ton of notifications and you will be pinged on literally every message that runs through Slack. Um, and then choosing nothing obviously means you won't receive any notifications at all. And the, the pros and cons to both of these is typically, at least for myself as an example, I'm in more than one Slack space. So if I were to have all of 
messages as my notification preference, I would be getting pinged literally all day long. But for us as a team, we just make sure that if we are directing a question to somebody or trying to get a message across to multiple team members that we're always tagging the appropriate person in that thread um, or that conversation so that we all are able to have our notifications turned on to only those direct message mentions and keywords. Um, you also want to set your notification schedule. So this is going to allow you to set specific hours for notifications. So for example, you can choose to set hours for every weekday from nine to five. You can make sure that they're turned off on the weekends, or maybe there's certain days of the week that you work odd hours. Um, you can always adjust your notification schedule depending on what your schedule is currently reflecting, but you are able to customize that inside of Slack as well. Um, and just to note that Slack also has a do not disturb option that you can toggle on and off. So this is great when you're having meetings or maybe recording a podcast episode or working on a project and just need some focus time. Um, so your do not disturb will automatically come on and turn off based on your notification schedule. So if, for example, if you have your notification schedule set to nine to five, for example, as soon as it hits 501, that do not disturb automatically comes on. So people can still message you, but you just won't receive the notification until you're either checking Slack or logged back in for the next day. You also have the ability to set your Slack status at any time. Um, so with this, you can use emojis and words to show your team what you're up to. So for as an example right now, because I'm recording podcasts, I have my status set to podcast recording. And this is also great for things like when you're on vacation or out of office, maybe running to a doctor's appointment or if you're in a meeting. Um, it just is a really easy, quick way for a team to know when they can expect a response from you if for any reason you are away from your desk or unavailable at that point in time. The second thing that you want to set up in your Slack preferences is your language and region. So this is a pretty obvious one. You want to make sure to select the time zone you're in so that your notifications populate correctly. So this is corresponding to that first thing about notifications. In order for that to work, we need to make sure that your time zone is appropriately set. And then the third thing is editing your profile. So you do want to make sure to update your profile picture, um, add your display name and uh, confirm your time zone. And there's obviously so many more settings that you can play with, but these are our top recommendations, specifically the notifications. And after you have the basic settings and preferences set, then you can move into creating your channels and getting a little bit more creative with the rest of your preferences and settings. So the next thing that we want to dive into is creating channels in Slack. So what is a channel? A channel is really a organized thread of communication. So that's one thing that is really what's so great about Slack and sets it apart from other communication methods is when creating channels in Slack, you want to think about the types of conversations you have in your business. So you can think of channels as different homes for different types of conversations. So you wanna create specific channels for different departments or projects. These channels will house all communications specific to the department or project, make conversations, files, and ideas easier to find. So you always have a point of reference to go back to. If you're like, oh man, we had a conversation about uh, a launch project we're currently working on. Well, you probably had it in the launch project channel. So you just wanna make sure that you have enough channels so that you aren't having having just a few general channels, if that makes sense. You don't want to have there be so many um, also that it's overwhelming for your team. So remember that your channels can and will change alongside your business. So you can always rename them, archive them, delete or add channels. So just because you create one doesn't mean it's there forever. So I, I wouldn't stress too much about it. But some examples of internal channels for team communication to create are um, number one, we have a biz admin channel. So this channel is used for any administration or internal biz conversation. So 
For example, conversations about troubleshooting a website error or conversations about reorganizing a ClickUp folder can all live here. Um, we have a blog channel, and this is obviously used to discuss anything related to a blog, such as letting a team member know that the blog copy is ready to be posted or dropping any blog topics you would like your team to create. Um, you could do a social media channel, and this channel is where you can discuss anything related to your social media campaign, such as new content ideas or letting a team member know that social media copy is ready for review. Um, we also have what's called an off the grid channel, and this is really just where you and your team can update each other if they're going to be out of office during regular working hours. So for example, if I'm going to go on a vacation, then I do let the team know as a reminder, like, hey guys, I'm going to be out of office this day to this day. These few ideas, you're probably kind of getting the idea of how to create specific Slack channels. So those are just some internal team communication channels we have. Um, some examples of how you can use it externally for client communication. Um, the first one is you could have it listed, at, for example, it's a one-on-one -on -one client that you're working with. So it could be client name, client number one, just to kind of give some examples. You can have an individual channels for each one-on-one -on -one client you're working with. And then you can invite your clients to Slack and use this channel as a way for you and your team to communicate with clients, or you can make it private. So it's just you and your client. And then you can also create individual channels for group programs as an example. So you can invite your clients to Slack and use this channel as a way for you and your team to communicate with your clients that may be part of a program together. And then it's also a great way for your group members to communicate with each other and help develop a culture and relationship building. So that is another great thing about it as well. Sorry to interrupt this episode, but this will be really quick. I know I don't need to tell you that the legal stuff always feels overwhelming and scary to think about in our business. And it also isn't the fun side of business, but it's the necessary side to successfully scale and grow your business. In order to scale and empower ourselves, we need to take the steps to learn about what's keeping us at risk to avoid it in the future. That's where my friend Joey comes in. Joey is a lawyer and a legal coach and in his course, The Legal Launchpad, Joey gives you his exact method for legally protecting your business. So step away from the legal stress of your business and join The Legal Launchpad today. Check out the link to his course in the show notes below. Alrighty, let's get back to the show. So some general best practices for organizing channels in Slack. So with channels, you have uh, the ability to adjust the privacy, like I'd mentioned previously, and who's invited. So the key is to only include people in the channels that need to be there. So if you have a team member who isn't client facing, there's no need for them to be invited in the client channels. You can also create channels for managers or leaders on your team. So um, that's another thing that we have. We have a leadership channel, so you could create a private channel for hiring. Um, maybe if you want to have more private conversations about candidates, or you could create, like I mentioned, a leadership team channel for conversations amongst the managers or directors on your team. Channel notifications is something else to pay attention to. So although we talked previously about setting your notification preference for your entire Slack workspace, you can also customize your notification based on each channel. So for example, if there's channels that you wanna be notified for all messages or all communication in general, not just something that you're tagged on, or on the flip side, if you wanna be completely muted so that you don't receive any conversation uh, notifications, then you can do that as well. So that is something to think about too, is whenever you are setting those notification preferences, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing type of situation. If there is one channel, maybe it's a client channel as an example, um, that you definitely wanna be looped in on every single message, then you can customize it just for that channel specifically. So just a couple of tips for communicating in channels. Like I mentioned earlier, you always want to use the at symbol to tag somebody when talking to your team. 
always, always, always tag the people who need to see the messages because they may have their notification settings set to where they're only notified if they're tagged. So you can also tag the whole channel with the at channel mention. So you don't have to type out everybody's name. Um, so that's one little tip. And then with Slack, what's also great, and this is relatively new to Slack, is you can schedule messages to send at a specific date and time. And this was honestly a game changer when this came out because sometimes I'd be up working late or early in the morning and I don't want to send over a message to a team member or a client that's outside of working hours. So I could still drop the message, but I could just schedule it to send at a date and time that I thought was appropriate. So maybe it's the next working day during normal working hours. So you're able to do that as well. You can also use an emoji system for reactions. So we use an emoji system on our team to quickly react to messages that might not need a full blown response. So for example, we use the eyes emoji or a thumbs up to let people know that we've seen the message. We also use a brain emoji to let people know that you need more thinking time or don't have time in the moment to address that topic, but we'll get back to them soon once you have the brain space. So specifically the brain emoji, if you receive a message that you don't really have the brain space to think about in that moment, you can always schedule a reminder in Slack about that message. And then that way you're reminded to come back to it at a later date and time so it doesn't get missed. And then another big emoji for us is the green check mark emoji to let someone know that you completed a task that they asked about. So again, those are just like, they seem very simple, very basic, but quick communication tips that helps get the message across to your team and does your due diligence as a team member to let somebody know that you've seen a message or completed what they've asked. So some tips for organizing channels. So with Slack, you can actually pin messages, save messages and create bookmarks. So pinning messages is really great for super important things that you don't want to get lost for the entire channel to see. Um, saving messages is great for important things that you don't want to get lost for just you. And then with bookmarks, you can actually create folders to show at the top of your channel with important links. So for example, in a client channel, you could create a folder called important links for things like maybe their passwords document, the portal for their payment platform so that they can access their contract and invoice easily, or even their task list and click up whatever you would deem as an important link for your client. You can easily bookmark that into a folder at the top of their Slack channel, or maybe you have a folder in your meetings channel with links to your meeting zoom link in your meeting agenda. So there's lots of ways that you can organize folders and bookmarks, but it is really nice to have those quick accessible links right there in Slack so you don't have to go digging for them. But once you get started playing around in Slack, you honestly, you'll truly find what works for you. But there are some of our tips, I would say, that has really worked well for our team and for our clients that we've implemented for as well. So I do want to talk a little bit about integration accounts with Slack because there are certain platforms that we personally use and I would say are pretty um, large platforms that most use that do integrate as well. So with Slack, you can integrate a ton of platforms. That's really going to cut down on having, you know, the endless browser tabs open on your computer and help to boost productivity. So you'll want to figure out what platforms you actually want to integrate with Slack. So some of our favorites, number one is obviously ClickUp. Um, so with ClickUp integrated into Slack, you can actually create tasks and comments from messages right in Slack. So you can also unfurl task links. So when they are 
sent in a message and perform actions like changing the status, assignee, due date, etc. That can also be done in Slack as well. And then you'll get notifications directly in Slack from ClickUp for different types of actions as well. Um, and all of those uh, integration actions are customizable. Um, the other integration is Google Drive. So there are a number of things you can do with the Google Drive integration, but a few things you can do. You can share and manage access to your files. So either to view, edit, or leave comments from within Slack. You can also get updates to changes made in your drive, and you can also reply directly to comments from within Slack and have them posted to the file. The third integration is Google Calendar. So a couple of our favorites are number one, you can create an event right from Slack using the shortcuts button. Um, you can automatically sync your calendar to your Slack status to let your team know maybe when you're in a meeting or unavailable. And then you can respond directly to event invitations from within Slack as well. A fourth integration I'd recommend is Zoom. So with Zoom, you can start Zoom meetings and make Zoom phone calls from any Slack channel, private group, or direct message, just using the backslash Zoom command. Once it's integrated and you type in a backslash, you'll see that that is an option that will pull up. It's really, really easy to use, but again, it's just another little quick checkpoint that makes things a little bit more efficient. And then number five and the last one I'll chat about is Loom. So with Loom, you can start a Loom recording directly from in Slack, also using the backslash Loom command. So again, once you've integrated it, then you use your backslash command, you'll see Loom pop up as an option. And then you can also watch Loom videos directly in a public or private channel. And then you can also get Slack notifications when anyone views, reacts, or comments on a Loom video as well, which for us, Loom videos are something that we utilize a lot. So that notification is actually really, really helpful for us to track. So, you know, overall getting your Slack set up and systemized is a game changer for streamlined and consolidated communication. Like I said, we personally use this for our team. It's our main hub for communication, both internally and externally. Um, but if you guys have any questions about how we systemize Slack um, or any of the things I mentioned here today, please let us know. Hop into our Mighty Networks community, um, drop a message in there, or send us a DM on Instagram. I love chatting all things systems with you guys, and I'm always here to help you guys get a handle on making your businesses run more efficiently. So if you guys ever have questions, please feel free to reach out. Otherwise, I will see you guys on next week's episode. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Elevate Effect podcast. If you liked what you heard, share the episode with your best friend, team member, or even your dog. If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again, and I can't wait to see you next week.